0: Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another crazy week of Israel News Talk Radio. Got $287 in my bank account. I've lost $300,000 in my retirement, and my life is spiraling out of control, and I've got a rash that I don't know what to do with. But guess what? It doesn't matter because it's lighting up on Israel News Talk Radio. And here's my handsome holy host in the holy land, Mr. Matt Zucker! <laughs> the rash might have been too much information. Matt, not only do I think I have a rash I can't reach, I think I have monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a vaccine for that now. I know, I can't wait to get it!
0: Listen, everybody, I would just like to say you heard first here on Lighten Up. <laughs>
1: I've also been told that my comedy will not go well in Israel, so do not bother to show up and live there. I will tell you the sense of humor here is very different. Well, maybe that's what – maybe Israel
0: needs a little bit of Steve Miller. Come on. (laughs) Just a little. Not a lot, though.
1: (laughs) Come on, Israel. You want me to come home? I've got to do comedy. No. (laughs) You must toe the line. I will not encourage your filth oops you're going on the air in two seconds be funny be funny Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, um i forgot to say my name is steve miller everybody <laughs> hi steve um let's uh say hello to our listeners matt of course the united states of china israel canada south africa sweden australia and mexico hola that's it i can't believe it that's it that's all that listening Hey, not not the country of Europe. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) Not the country of Europe. (laughs) Uh, So how was your weekend? Did you have a good Shabbat? Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, Yeah, it's been really hot here, like 100 degrees every day. And I'm just so exhausted. It's so humid out right now. That's why I think I have monkey pox.
0: Um, I have to tell you, you know, that is a gay disease, by the way. So, you know, I'll always love you
1: that's fine i'm 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 not gay but i'm willing to learn oh if that was my mom i should have totally picked up
0: the phone and see if she wanted to talk on the radio hello mom you want to be on the
1: radio <laughs> your mom's calling she does that all the time tell her you're working you're I, well, I, tried call,
0: I tried calling her before the show so you know but she didn't answer oh this will be funny hold on a second oh uh, you got to be kidding me hey mom <laughs> i'm on the radio do you mind if i call you back do you want to be on the radio, Mom? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I love you, Mom.
1: <laughs> Boom, I hung up on her. There Good. you go. I hung up on my mom for you, Steve. Thank you. Sorry, Mrs. Zucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the reason why I bring up um, um, mon- Monkeypox in the Heat, yeah. First of all, so this came out. Guess what, Matt? Monkeypox declared a global health emergency by the WHO as cases surge. So apparently uh-huh. so you know, so I'm reading this article. So the who, I love that the who, because I always think of the rock band, the who. Of course. <laughs> but um the who apparently hasn't declared a global health emergency since guess when? Uh, 2020? Yeah. <laughs> since COVID. <laughs> it said that in the article. I'm like, oh great. You're
0: not even talking about the WHO because like Israel signed their stupid um uh treaty or whatever it is the global pandemic treaty i don't even know to get started the who is a joke <laughs> uh,
1: uh,
0: yeah. oh my god well listen i have to tell you you were talking about the heat to be honest with you where you are it's actually hotter than it is here in israel but oh, it's still wow. pretty stinking hot here yeah so so Real fast. You know, I, I saw this article and it really made me think you. Since you brought up the heat, do you mind if I, I – Go ahead. You take it away. You made fun of me. You ridiculed me when I expressed envy in my wife's light, airy, flowy dresses in the <laughs> sweltering. You
1: okay. want to wear a dress.
0: Uh, it's I, not that I want to. They just look so comfortable. Now, I know uh, it's like oh. actually against the Bible. It's right to dress as another gender. But – and they look so comfortable. Now, this article popped up on my feed. Brad Pitt, okay, very good-looking man, right? He's hot. Secure, secure with his uh, you know, masculinity, I'm sure, wears a skirt to Bullet Train premiere in Berlin. So Brad Pitt turned some heads at the premiere of his latest film, Bullet Train, by donning a skirt for his red carpet appearance.
1: Now let me ask you something was that skirt like 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 a kilt like the way what Scots wear or was no. it like a flowy dress that your wife would wear No oh, it's not bro. not so much like a flowy dress
0: it comes down to just below his knees so it would fit the modesty uh
1: <laughs> <He, he laughs> <goes, laughs> <laughs> what's what is that sinews sinu- sinu- what is that called what's that called i'm sure i'm sure our
0: producer can fill us in sinius? and to our listeners the 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 rules of for for uh modesty dresses um people wearing skirts skirt wearing people i guess they
1: used to be called women
0: <laughs> has to be below your knees sinius. oh
1: sinius. Steve. Ah, so so Brad Pitt now identifies as an Orthodox Jewish woman. Well, so uh he was all smiles when he arrived, scream
0: posed for photos while wearing his brown, raw edge hemmed, knee-length skirt and matching jacket. Uh he paired the outfit with combat boots, a pink button-down, um multiple neck pink button-down shirt, multiple necklaces,
1: and sunglasses. First of all, that outfit sounds terrible. Who's dressing him? Uh, Stevie Wonder? My God. He might have been on a bender. I don't know. But
0: here's the best part. Here's what I wanted to read for you. It gets worse? (laughs) No. His outfit showed off multiple leg tattoos, including one of a rhinoceros and another of a skull. Uh, And here's the money shot. When asked why he was wearing a skirt, the actor told an AP reporter, the Breeze. The breeze. <laughs> and I'm like, right on, Brad, the breeze. <laughs>
1: I I want the breeze, man. <laughs> you want that breeze going right up your skirt. It's so hot here, brother. <laughs> it's refreshing. Oh my god. That is a so machaya.
0: It's a machaya.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what you, that's the reason it's exactly what you said. That's exactly that, what I said. And here Brad Pitt
0: has the uh has the gumption to go out in public wearing a skirt but i guess when you're brad pitt you know and you're that wealthy and the best looking guy on the planet you can do what you want but wow and it made me think and it made made me think of you i said i have to tell i have to tell (laughs) steven about this if brad
1: pitt can wear a skirt why can't i you know what wear (laughs) a skirt and can you send me a picture text me that picture of brad pitt it's a shame. Well it's not a shame. I'm glad people can't see us, but I'm saying uh I would love to see that whole out uh, that whole ensemble. Oh, um in a way it worked. I guess so. Oh that's uh that's a good story. Well good, good for Brad Pitt. Does does does, does the movie have anything to do with cross dressing or he just wore it?
0: I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I was I, I never got past the skirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you pervert. All right. Um,
0: I'm sorry, that's all I had about the skirt
1: (laughs) That's all I had about the skirt Well here, I got something very good You're going to love this story This is a a wild and wacky story Oh first, before I get into it real quick uh, Just so our listeners know All across the world um, It is National Coral Reef Awareness Week Did you know that? I did not Yeah, so let's all take a moment of silence And be aware of the coral reef Okay, thank you very much. We'll move on. <laughs> that's it. I, I I was aware of the coral reef, and now I can move on with my life. Every other week, I, they got something that's, you know, awareness of this, awareness of that. We, it's like we overkill, just, right? And, and just, is, who determines whether you get a week or a month? <laughs> right. How do they – right. Like gay pride, there's a month. But for the coral reef, which sustains life, that's only a week, babe. Screw the fish. <laughs> Why don't they should have – how about an awareness of Hashem? That would be nice. That's every day. That's every day for people like you and me, but I'm saying for the world. (laughs) Here's my orange juice with vodka. Uh, And here's my coffee, Lechayim. Coffee. Okay, so you're going to love this story. Ready? Go. Man sets record for pushing peanut up a mountain using his nose. (laughs) This is the most incredible story ever, babe. Was he Jewish? Um, Well. (laughs) Like, how big was his nose? uh, They didn't measure. (laughs) It says a man. I think he was Jewish because he broke the world record. So you know he had to be a Jew, babe, with that schnoz. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this. A man from the United States has broken a very strange record by becoming the fastest man ever to push up a peanut up a mountain using his nose. And you would think that the record would make him the only one to do this. But no, no. <laughs> um, he's not the only person to push up a peanut with his schnoz. Strangely, you'd be wrong. 53-year-old Bob Salem is actually the fourth person to attempt this this feat. So there were three other idiots behind him that did this. <laughs> so, Like how high was
0: the mountain? And he it, really have, literally had his nose on the ground pushing a peanut up the mountain.
1: It's ridiculous. Well, so here. So the previous record, he did it in seven days. So the oh previous, so the previous record off. was eight days. On the seventh day, he rested with his big schnoz. But he, li, 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 listen to this. This is so funny. You should see the picture. He's wearing is this he like like, athletic. No, no. He looks like a total <laughs> psycho. Like he'll, uh, you know, he, no, he looks like an insane lunatic. Um. He's like he, where he he beat the record. He made it at the top, and now I have to go to the bell tower and shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So he um, this was in Colorado. Uh And oh, say no more. I, I get it. It was at. Here's the name of the mountain: Pikes Peak in Colorado. Pikes Peak. It's a famous mountain. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: And if he um, pushed the peanut up Pikes Peak, I'm pretty sure he was smoking some of that Colorado green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Just, you should see this, Matt. He's got this mask on his face. Like, you know the masks that the NBA wears player when, like, they get poked in the yeah. eye. They ha- okay, yeah. so he's wearing a mask like that with a big, like, spoon that is attached out of the nose. Like, he looks like an elephant trunk. And he's on all fours on his hands and knees with knee pads. And he's pushing up peanut, a peanut up the mountain for seven days. And it says here, uh, when I did it in the daylight, I had to stop, like, every ten five minutes and take some pictures, talk to some people and do all that kind of stuff. So it kind of dragged on the trip a little. So basically there were people up there who were actually watching this moron push up a peanut with his nose. <laughs> so he goes, he used over the course of seven days, it took him uh 12 peanuts, a dozen peanuts. What did he eat them when he got hungry? Well, <laughs> so here's you, you ask Matt, you ask very good questions. Um, and I will have the answers for you. So along the way, his diet consisted of peanuts. He ate <laughs> peanuts. And he goes, obviously, as well as crackers, Pop-Tarts. And get this, matt He had an old can of survival food from 1964. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh,
0: my God. This yeah. schmuck. I mean, do you ever see one of those things that makes you think, wow, someone has way too much time on their hands? Yeah, you know, first of all. So, so here's a mental case with way too much time on his hands. But I guess <laughs> I guess it's harmless, you know? Well, it really is.
1: But I, I gotta tell you, first of all, he he lived off peanuts and Pop Tarts. You mean to tell me with someone couldn't chop her in a corned beef rye on the mountain and just drop it down and this guy couldn't eat a nice sandwich? I mean, give me a break. He said uh, he said that his muscles that um <laughs> it says uh um Oh, here it goes. Over the course of the week, um, he reckons that he got through about a dozen peanuts simply because some of them would fall through the cracks in the rocks and he couldn't get them with his spoon nose. <laughs> Oi! This, this peanut just fell through the cracks. I can't get it. Can someone get me another peanut? What do I have to do around here? <laughs> oh, my God. Take um, another sip. There you go. <laughs> oh my God, I was about to choke because of my monkey pox. anyway, uh, but he said he felt good at the end. His muscles were a little weak, and uh when he arrived... <laughs> and Matt, guess what they gave him So at the end the the this the town mayor whatever, wherever Pice Peak is. so at the end, this is all he got. He got a jewelry box, an empty jewelry box to put in the final peanut <laughs> and and a, and a and a plaque. that's it, a plaque. Oh, unbelievable. Isn't that insane? Where did you find that article? Oh, Matt, I scour papers in the Internet. like In the Aspen Daily Beagle or something? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So anyway, yeah, it's a story. Listen, here's a good story. This
0: one out of Canada. And I said, ah, another. You know, this one came. I I like to go to uh, that Israeli cool site you know he you know that guy yeah. Dave voice has funny stuff up you know yeah. eh, not all of it's funny but anyway so i'm like wow enough of the drag queen stuff but i couldn't resist drag queen halal buys reaction to being eliminated from canada's drag race okay so it was a, apparently there's this contest in canada it must be on tv right uh, okay Wholesome family entertainment it's a it's a drag queen contest and so halal halal meatloaf Listen, it, so eyes. it looks like it looks like Saddam Hussein in eye shadow and a dress honest.
1: <laughs> That's like, what the drag queen looks like Saddam. That's awesome. I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> and and so 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 the person's name is Halal Baikon, B A E C O N and um her stage name or his stage name is Meatloaf. Halal Meatloaf Baikon. So it's like Halal Meatloaf Bacon it looks like. But anyway, <laughs> After 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 Meatloaf was eliminated from the drag contest. Meatloaf. Here's the quote. Did I get robbed? That's clear. That's the clear consensus. But we're used to it. Just ask my grandmother. Hashtag
1: free Palestine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it never ends, does it? Can't people just leave it alone? (laughs) Even drag queens hate us. Oh my God! Canadian drag queens was robbed just like his Palestinian grandmother. (laughs) You know, there's nothing. I loved it. I loved it. That was awesome. Made my day. (laughs) There is nothing worse than an anti-Semitic drag queen. Oh, are you kidding me? A loser without a mezuzah. (laughs) Unbelievable.
0: So. Uh, and I love I mean, it. i was like, just like, wait, a minute, you're a drag queen. Why don't you go back to uh, what you would consider Palestine and see how fast you go off a roof, meatloaf.
1: <laughs> meatloaf. Meanwhile, he/she steals the name of meatloaf. I mean, uh, that's, there was oh. already a singer named Meatloaf. Oh, oh let God. me say something while oh. I fix my eyeshadow. I hate the Jews, and I yeah, was right like, but 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 this person keeps the mustache. <laughs> wait, wait! The drag queen has a
0: mustache. Yes, the drag queen has a mustache and looks like Saddam Hussein with eyeshadow and like a wig and stuff. It's like,
1: hey, hey, <laughs> hey it's like hey. a train wreck. You, it's hard to avert your eyes. <laughs> like it may be, maybe, maybe you lost because you have a mustache. <laughs> no, but of course it's the Jews' fault because we we
0: live in Israel. <laughs> robbed just like her grandmother or his grandmother, whatever. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, that anyway, is. I saw that one. That, like, is, that one
0: was just a gem. That one that, was a
1: gem. So thank you, Meatloaf, for the good laugh. <laughs> meatloaf. Oh, my God. That is brilliant. That's that's funnier than than the schmuck pushing a peanut up his up the mountain with his nose. <laughs> um, We're well here. Speaking of anti-Semitism, so I... Uh, I found – we're going to do another short segment of morons on social media. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, God. Uh, let me find it real quickly uh, because I have so many notes. Ah, Okay, so here we go. Um, so here's, here's the post. It's kind of short. I'm going to just read it real quickly. It says – it starts off POV, point of view. While there is no country free from anti-Semitism, there is a tangible difference between Western and Eastern Europe right now. And anyone who wants to remain factual and avoid the politicization of this topic will admit it. Because there is a big difference between telling a Jewish joke and throwing an elderly out of the window for being a Jew. And then there's a video of the person roller skating. <laughs> so apparently this person connects roller skating um, with uh, Jew hatred and throwing old Jews out windows, babe. <laughs> so it's OK to say a Jewish joke. That's not anti-Semitism. But, hey, you cross the line when you throw an old lady out the window. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with people? you got to be kidding me. Matt, what do you think of that? What's? Well,
0: um, I think it's wrong to throw old Jewish women out of the windows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, ju- but Jewish I, jokes, Jewish jokes are great. So you can tell this joke: Two Jews go into a bar; they've a never seen again. That's okay. <laughs> you know what, That's actually, okay. But don't throw Grandma Ethel out the window.
0: That's listen, I heard a great. I, I, I heard a great joke that describes no. anti-Semitism perfectly. Right? Okay. A religious Zionist Jew and a non-observant anti-Zionist Jew walk into a bar and the bartender says, We don't serve Jews. <laughs> Get it? Hi. Hey, uh, but you know what? You know what's one of the awesome things about Jews and Israel? Right. You know, we know we joke about um, the movie Airplane and the Flyer on famous Jewish athletes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which actually, you know, there's enough famous Jewish athletes now that that's actually kind of obsolete. Right. Here was an article in the Israeli press this week. Israel scores 18 medals in the Science Olympiads. <laughs> nerds including a gold medal in physics nerds
1: nerds (laughs) (laughs) ogre nerds 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 oh my god are you serious i'm dead serious man i'm dead serious that's awesome we got 18
0: medals in the science olympiads first of all i didn't even know there was science olympiads Uh, do you think they have them
1: in in america maybe i don't know yeah they would kneel down for the see the uh, anthem
0: Right. I thought this was I thought this was great, man. This is like made the press, the science Olympiads. Right.
1: And that then, is so funny.
0: And then in in slightly related. I see Jewish Scrabble player one <laughs> letter short of winning the UK championship.
1: Oh, so, you're one letter short, mate.
0: So so this intrigued me. I'm like, first of all, Scrabble championship. <laughs> OK, whatever. 63-year-old longtime Scrabble competitor's final match came down to the wire. And I'm like, all right, I'll read it. It was actually kind of entertaining. The British people are, are really funny. A Jewish Scrabble player. And, of course, you know, it makes the Israel news because the runner-up who
1: almost won was Jewish. <laughs> of course. She didn't even win. <laughs> That's what's beautiful about the Israeli people. They don't get, you can come in last place and they're still so proud of you. It's great. Right, 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 right. So, listen, she came one letter short of winning the 2022
0: National Scrabble Championship. Nah. Ellie Decker, 63, a real estate director, nearly became the champion of the 78-player tournament, but lost um, down-to-the-wire match to current British National Scrabble champion Brett Smitherem, 43, considered one of the greatest players in history. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the greatest players in history of Scrabble. A great, One of the greatest Scrabble players in history, Dangor, who was the, the Jew who almost won, had an early lead playing the word enclave for a triple word score. But Smitherem made a comeback, and the match's final moments were down to one last letter. Uh, quote, he needed an E, a one in eight chance, and he got it, Dangor told the UK Jewish News. It was most unfortunate. Still, it was a very satisfying tournament. I was only seated 11th.
1: The only thing
0: that might be be a little less interesting than Scrabble. (laughs) Scrabble. (laughs) Scrabble tournament. You know, wait, Matt, have you ever watched a chess tournament? No! And I don't plan on it. Okay, well they're boring. My my oldest son loves to play chess. I play with him every now and then. I always get shellacked because I don't have the patience. But apparently, the uh, the Russian Federation um, has a chess tournament every year because you know Russians are big into that. Um, and they, they had are Russian, you know, yeah, oh, oh absolutely. Um, they had a the Russians had a chess robot playing three different players at one time and they were kids and one of the kids who was playing the chess robot yeah grabbed a piece but there was some kind <clears> of <throat> mix up with whose turn it was i guess and yeah. the robot went to grab the piece but grabbed the kid's finger and wouldn't let go <laughs> and everybody was, it was like it was like robocop you know when it goes bad when the right, robot right, right, right. grabs yeah. the kid and and nobody could get the robot to let go but it snaps the kid's finger <laughs> are you serious?
1: Oh my God, that is great. That, yeah, totally. I'm sorry,
0: the kid, I'm sorry the kid got hurt, but could you imagine this robot that's playing three people and the arms are going fling, 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 grabs the kid's <laughs> hand and no one can get the robot to open his hand. And snap.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: So now the parents Matt. want to press charges against the robot and its handlers. <laughs> its handlers,
1: um, Matt. So when you were describing the 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 the, the, the Scrabble thing, you know, you used to remind me of like uh, the, the, the announcers for that. Event had to be like probably more boring than golf announcers. You ever like watched a Christopher
0: golf? Guest movie? You know, like
1: uh, Best in Show. Right. Like you've <laughs> got the uh, announcers who are like golf announcers, and like, oh yes, um, all he needs is an E. There's about a one in eight chance that he gets an E. Oh, he gets the E, ladies and gentlemen. And the final word to be the greatest Scrabble championship player in the world is what is it? Oh, it's free Palestine. <laughs> But that's not a word. <laughs> that's a phrase. The E for Free Palestine wins the championship for Scrabble, <laughs> and the and the crowd goes silent because there is nobody watching, ladies and gentlemen. It's just me and two nerds playing Scrabble.
0: <laughs> Wait, was that uh, was that broadcast? <laughs> 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 At least on like oh. maybe on the internet. I don't
1: know. Oh my God, that's a great <sighs> story. Yeah. And he gets free Palestine for the win. (laughs) Even the Scrabble nerds hate Jews. (laughs) Nice. Wait, okay, Matt. So here, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go back to social media because I've I've I found uh, a post, another post by someone. This is someone I actually know, so I can't reveal their names. But um, uh, someone who I grew up with um, is in France right now, and they're vacationing. So they take pictures in France. Now, they're very leftist, liberal Jews. So, of course, the person lives in New York. So when they take pictures of themselves in New York in Broadway shows, they're always – masked up with the playbills in front of their cameras so they can virtue signal. But now that they're in France and in Europe, oh, no, you can see their lovely faces. You know, no masks in France. But when we go to the Broadway shows in New York, we're getting a mask. So a lot of white privilege going on here. So I had a friend who commented on their uh, post. Okay, and Uh I want to read I want to read the comment. And you just just tell me what you think. It says here, so this person is commenting because they see that these people are in France. Oh, you must go to the Caval de la Rochette. I was just in Paris in May with my daughter and mom. We went on our last night, and it was a real highlight. The Champagne day trip was fantastic, and the local wine and cheese tasting at local famous cheese shops was incredible. So many recommendations for you that I want to give big travelers here. (laughs) Yes, Matt, uh, how many wine and cheese shops have you uh, participated in
0: when you're in France? Well, I haven't been to France in a number of years. I don't expect to be going back anytime soon. But I said, man, I don't want to badmouth wine and cheese. You know, when I lived in Zijon, there was a very, very, very lovely wine and cheese shop that I used to frequent.
1: Okay, but this is a very pretentious comment. And I don't comment. speak like that. Matt, I've lost $300,000 in my retirement, and this person is going and talking about how they need to go on a champagne day trip with wine and cheese tasting all day. That is the most pretentious white privilege comment I've ever seen. What This person, wh- what are they? I They're bet like they the drive howls. a Tesla. They're like the howls on uh-huh. howls, the howls on Gilligan's Island. Oh yes. You must do the champagne day trip in France. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, did you hear about our classmate Steve Miller? He's got two hundred and eighty seven dollars in his bank account. What a loser. He can't eat cheese. <laughs> Gets me angry.
0: I'm gonna give you something positive.
1: To hold on to, man. Wait, 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 wait. Hold oh, on, I'm sorry, you're you not doing that. Oh, wow. Okay, keep going. So then it continues. She has multiple pictures. So here she goes. Ready? This, this has. Uh... So then she writes, uh, "I was a little surprised that Saint Chapelle had an entire window devoted to the Book of Esther. Literally, the whole Magilla." <laughs> and, <then, laughs> and then someone comments. And I don't understand this comment. Maybe you can help me. This is what the person says after she writes how this glass pane window has the whole book of Esther in France. Meanwhile, they hate us over there. We, this is what this person says. It says, throw a stick of TNT and see how long that window lasts with a laughy emoji. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, it never stops. <laughs> Yeah, I think that can be kind of construed as anti Semitic. You think? She's talking about the window stained of the whole book of the whole book of Megillah Esther. I can't believe it's on the whole window. And then some schmuck comes, hey, throw a TNT dynamite, watch it blow up. <sighs> this is unbelievable, people. This is why. This is why I want to disappear in my room, suck my thumb and cry. Mm. Yeah, I don't okay. say about that. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for joining us, everybody, right here on Lighting Up. <laughs> oh, guess who just tuned in? <laughs> who? Ireland and Columbia Hello, Ireland. Top of the day to ya.
0: I used to drink a lot of Irish whiskey, and then yeah. when they and then when and then when the the nation embraced BDS, I I gave it up. Went back to my American whiskey. And then, I, and then I got too fat and had to give up whiskey.
1: <laughs> well, you're not a fat. You look whiskey. good. Thank you. Well, I don't drink whiskey anymore. All right, Matt, you have any don't other stories? Get my hair to grow back. No, you look good, bald. Don't worry. Oh, thanks. Any other stories you'd like to uh, mention?
0: I'll, I'll tell you.
1: What do you got? Because I got some suppo- doozies. We supposed to weren't we
0: supposed to
1: have flying cars by this point? Well, according to uh, Back to the Future. Uh, and um, Steven Spielberg, yes Well, good news, we got him
0: right here, right here in Pardes Hanna, where I live in Israel Ooh. There's an Israeli startup that uh, actually has a flying car Really? Yeah, and I'm watching the video right now of it's doing its test uh, Doing trials, and there are, they're actually accepting pre-orders And I will tell you, truthfully, it looks like a small plane it looks like it looks like one of those like homemade airplanes that have like um uh, drone rotors on them. And but the wings fold up and it can fit into a parking spot. <laughs> now, it can't fold up into a briefcase.
1: <laughs> okay? Is well, it so, supposed to? The Jetsons,
0: man. Didn't you ever watch The Jetsons? Oh yeah, Meet Come George on, Jetson. Oh, by the way, George Jetson um I think uh if you did the math properly, George Jetson was supposed to be born this year in 2020. Because, like, he was, like, I think it was 40 years old. He was 40 years old in, uh, in the, the cartoon, and um, it was set in, like, 2060 or, 2060 or something like that. Anyway. I love Go- the
1: Jetsons. So George Jetson is born right now? Yeah. Well, not really. It's a cartoon. <laughs> no, it's real. Mazel tov. Anyway, so this is pretty stinking cool, man.
0: Flying plane right here in Partizana, where I live.
1: Let me ask you something. Does the plane take uh, trash like they did in Back to the Future? Remember, he put in it. No, We don't use gasoline, Marty, in the future. In it's the, electric. In the future, we, use, we use trash,
0: Marty. It's, a, it's it's an electric vehicle, so you have to plug it in and power it off the electricity that you make from burning coal. <sighs> oh,
1: that's not what Doc Brown
0: used to say in the movie. Well, that's that's Hollywood, man. No, it's real. We need 1.21 gigawatts. And Marty, we have to go
1: back to the future.
0: So listen, here's another thing for you with Jews, sports, and academics, and it's actually <laughs> a, a little.
1: I love that Jews, sports, and academics. Jews, sports, and <laughs> academics. Holding on, lighten up. So, so
0: I saw this in the Times of Israel from 76ers to 48ers. Sports nonprofit works to level playing field in Israel. So it's a connection to the owner of
1: the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Do you follow basketball? Um, I used to but not anymore. Yeah. But I know I know who the 76ers are.
0: <laughs> right. Anyway, so uh, I just thought it was pretty cool. It's not really funny, but it's a light upbeat story, uh, kind of tied to Philadelphia, tied to Israel, tied to charity. I don't uniforms, get it. uniforms. Okay, well, you will. Relax. Uniforms worn by the Philadelphia 76ers basketball team will be auctioned off this month as part of an online fundraiser to support youth athletic programs in disadvantaged Israeli towns. Uh, This auction is a result of an unlikely connection between the owner of the 76ers, a Jewish billionaire named Josh Harris, (laughs) uh, and an Israeli charity. Josh Harris. Never heard of him. Jewish billionaire Josh Harris. Hmm. Well, if I was a billionaire, I wouldn't want anybody to know my name either. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, he uh, has this Israeli charity known as The Equalizer, or in Hebrew, um, Sha- Sha'ar Shevion, um, which was founded in 2009. The organization works to reduce socioeconomic inequality in Israel through youth sports programs that blend academics with physical activity in disadvantaged areas.
1: Okay. Anyway, I'm con- so what the hell does that mean? Nerds That's are awesome, going to play nerds, nerds yeah. are going to play sports? So the
0: disadvantaged kids in Israel, they don't just give them a basketball, they give them a basketball and a textbook, man. How awesome
1: is it? Oh, okay. They That's should give them they should give yeah. them a gemara and some midrash.
0: Hey. <laughs> They should go. Oh, listen! You want to hear a really positive story from out of Israel? I yes. saw an interview. I saw an interview with Jonathan Pollard, who is um, helping fund a religious gon, uh, which is a kindergarten in um, Tel Aviv, like secular capital of Israel, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was saying that all of the 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 school is filled every vacancy for september is filled and he said you you meet the parents when they bring their kids in and they're all like with the the facial piercings and tattoos and they're all your typical bohemian Avivian, you know seculars and he said he asked them why they're bringing their kids to a religious gone
1: yeah
0: and he said they all basically give the same answer our parents denied us this gift and this knowledge and we want our kids to learn so they can teach us. Wow. So there you go, man. There's there's hope. Wow, I love that story.
1: In the heart of Tel Aviv. That Baruch is a, Hashem. Baruch Hashem. That is a lighten up story. Lighten go, up. Man. That's great. Yeah.
0: So, right. so there's there's hope. There's hope for the future. Hope for America too.
1: No, there's no hope for America.
0: Oh, there's always hope. Come on, man. Don't be so negative.
1: No, I am negative. <laughs> what, I, Matt, I've got two hundred and eighty-seven dollars in my bank account. Uh, how can I be positive?
0: <laughs> well, you know what janice Joplin said, right, man? Freedom is uh, nothing left to lose. Oh, okay. Well,
1: I've got nothing, so I guess I can. It's
0: liberating, it. isn't it? You What do they say? You will own nothing and like it. Do you like it? Yet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Hey, Matt. Speaking of, uh, I got a great story. You're gonna love this. Ready? This is a little international news. Boop, 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 international news on lighting up. Ready? Yeah. Hungry North Koreans bristle. Ass the elites feast on expensive dog meat. <laughs> Food. They're eating dogs over in North Korea, and apparently that is a very uh, elitist, that's a very expensive meat. Food is in short supply, and prices continue to rise, but the privileged aren't feeling the squeeze. Um, So dog meat is not common in the typical diet of either North or South Korea, but it is considered by some to be a summer delicacy with purported virility and enhancing Mm. medicinal properties. Do you think they eat dog tartare? <laughs> all the government officials, the military, all the communists, they're all eating dog meat. And apparently, I guess if you eat dog, you have a lot of kids. You want a lot of children. I want 10 kids. You eat German Shepherd. You get 10 kids. No. German Shepherd don't no provide 10 kids. You want 10 kids. You eat Wiener dog. Wiener dog. Good. <laughs> it says here, Matt. Uh-huh. It says here in... <laughs> It says in foreign countries, people don't eat dog meat. But in our country, Dango Jijang is known for its invigorating effect on the body in summer. This is a restaurant in Pyongyang who's serving dog meat. Uh, There's even a saying that if you were to spill some of the soup on your foot, it would be like medicine to heal the body. And then the restaurant dog come and lick up your shoe. They have restaurants in North Korea. I thought they eat tree bark and grass there. Well, now they're eating um, St. Bernard. <laughs> hey, listen,
0: I got to tell you a true story. When I when I was a kid in Philly, you know, every now and then we'd go, we'd be in town. We'd go to Chinatown for some authentic Chinese food and a place that uh, we went to a couple of times. wound up getting closed down because they found cats in their walk-in box. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, it says here: uh, um, it says prices for food such as rice, corn, and flour keep rising. Residents are frustrated as they suffer. But high-ranking government officials and the wealthy class, for whom money is not an object, are busy looking for dog meat restaurants. <laughs> oh, well,
0: I love dogs. I hate to think of that.
1: Oh, l- listen: things are getting bad in America. I think I may chop up Asher. <laughs> ruff, ruff.
0: <laughs> very nice
1: oh. very nice
0: come on man you got a lot
1: of squirrels around you don't need to eat your dog just yet dog meat good for virility oh. you... yeah so it says even here I believe former leader Kim Jong Il gave the restaurant its name uh, the name of the restaurant is called Dangogi Restaurant on Tongil Street in Pyongyang I can't even pronounce it it's like a tongue twister he came to North Hamgyong Province and stayed at a hotel within the Kyongsong restaurant that is, that is a scenic view, so basically he loves to I love to eat my my dog meat in front of mountains. <laughs> oh hello do you have senpanna today? Uh,
0: <laughs> do you anyway. have anything else that might take the bad taste out of my mouth? <laughs> Hi <Hi-oh! laughs> Yeah, some cat. <laughs>
1: Yes, I do. I got lots of stuff here. Hey, listen, uh, I had a
0: friend go to China where you can get rats on a skewer.
1: Oh, give me a break! I'm serious. Uh, anyway, whatever. Not also not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> here, you'll like this story. Hey, Matt, have you ever, um, you know, bought something and you take it back because there's a warranty on it?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, this is a great news story. Lawsuit says Bass. You know Bass Pro Shops? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so they're being sued, uh, and lawsuit says Bass Pro Shop won't honor a lifetime warranty on their socks. It says here a Missouri man said in his lawsuit that after years of exchanging his redhead lifetime guarantee all-purpose wool socks, the company changed its policies. It says here that this guy, his name is uh, Kent Slaughter. <laughs> these names (laughs) Kent slaughter is that his real name there was a wrestler
0: there was a wrestler when we were kids named sergeant slaughter oh that's right i loved him
1: (laughs) um no this this is uh this is his uh nephew (laughs) kent um it says here uh that ken said that after years of exchanging redhead lifetime guarantee all-purpose wool socks every time they wore out the springfield based company changed its policy in 2021 before he tried to return four pairs of socks Instead of getting another pair with a lifetime warranty. So basically, this guy would buy these socks until they wear out, and then he would return them to the store, and because they're a lifetime guarantee, they would give him new socks for free. And then they finally probably caught on to his scam, and now they stopped the policy, and now he's suing them.
0: Another person with too much time on their hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I have to tell you, have you ever been to a Bass Pro Shop? Yes. They're awesome. It's like it's like Cabela's. I think they're owned by the same company now. And yes. to our to our friends and listeners around the world, if you ever make it to America, walk into a Bass Pro Shop or a, or a Cabela's, and it's like, it's like redneck heaven, man. Right? Oh, camping, fishing, hunting. I mean. I mean, I mean, Israelis would probably trip out. They would freak out walking into a place and just seeing like rows and rows and rows and rows of guns on the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when, the Americans walking like.
1: <sighs> oh. Matt, here it says the lawsuit said Bass Pro is misrepresenting the socks in its ad because it says that they are the last sock you'll ever need to buy because of the lifetime warranty. Well, apparently Ken Slaughter is taking him to the bank.
0: Well, Ken may I suggest that it's people like you that had them change the policy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but listen, seriously, who's putting a lifetime warranty on socks? I mean, that's ridiculous. Bass pro bear monkeypox on both their houses.
1: <laughs> monkeypox. <laughs> oh. So, uh, what do you got? Anything? What else? Well, what got, else is going on? I'll tell you what I got. I got Nothing. <laughs> oh, you got nothing. OK, well, that's no, fine.
0: No, the, only, the only other thing I was the only thing I was like, I, I didn't, it's just like more Jew hatred. And sometimes I say these articles hey! and sometimes
1: I say these articles like, and I think they're funny. I'm like, why did I think this was funny when I read it? Hey, right? Jew hatred. Hey, man, it's Jew hatred Monday. Bring it on before we go. Bring it on. Go ahead. What do you got? Following the confirmation of a Jewish attorney as the head of the Federal Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco
0: Firearms, a local Kentucky Republican group decried the move as strengthening anti-gun Jews who aim to seize firearms from America. Jewish anti-gun activists.
1: (laughs) Jewish anti-activists. You're right, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. there's
0: are saying, they're saying, the, the 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 guy who heads the you know BATF now is like an anti-Jewish activist, and I'm like, oh. Check out the Anti-Jews. Shows. Well, listen, Hi, Georgia, I'm sure he's the Steve head of the Miller, BATF. and Matt Zucker, an join us. For lighten Jewish, up. We take a look at the week's claim, you know, current events in Israel
1: and right. from around the Jewish. Hold on, we can't end on Jew hatred. So right. producer, hold on, producer. This will be the last one. <laughs> I'm Go. sorry. Here we go. This is actually good. You're going to love this story. This is real quick. Another bizarre, weird story. Um, Hold on. Here we go. Okay. You're going to love this, Matt. This comes out of Florida. It says, man accused of tossing a gator at a (laughs) drive-thru.
0: You got got, everybody...
1: The Florida man scores again. Listen to this. It says Joshua James, 24, arrested Monday and charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill after Florida Fish and Game wildlife conservation official says he threw a 3.5-foot alligator through a Palm Beach County Wendy's (laughs) drive-thru. All right, you win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> apparently he didn't apparently he didn't get his fries babe he came back and he's like oh you didn't get me fries here's an alligator and he throws it through the window <laughs> arrested for assault with a
0: deadly weapon I love it thank you right. for so, on something other than Jew hatred
1: yeah exactly so it says uh, it says basically after the employee handed James' his drink he threw the alligator through the window and drove off no one was hurt <laughs> they captured the alligator and released it into the wild and then it says that police are keeping him away from wildlife. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you got to love only in America, baby. Only in America. I'm gonna tell you
0: every time you every time you read a story about some freak doing the craziest things, it's always some guy.
1: Yeah. It's always some some guy from Florida.
0: <laughs> it really is. It really is. Listen, what can I tell you? Oh,
1: you must be
0: the heat. Another Aye, brother. Another,
1: another week down. Another thank you very much everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Let's hope I get more money in my bank account. Woo! Thanks for joining us on Lighten Up. That's right. Go get Monkeypox.
0: Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel.